0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Can you hear
2: me now, brothers and sisters? Yeah. Okay, give me the... uh... Yes, please.
3: Okay.
2: Just a second, brothers and sisters. Let me get set up. Praise the Lord. Can you hear me now? All right. Praise the Lord. Uh, Just want to say shalom, shalom. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. Uh, Brothers and sisters, uh, uh, me and uh, Sis Brenda, uh, it's been rough for us. We've, <laughs> we uh, uh, it got a hold of some uh, some bad meat or something during Thanksgiving, and we just lost the chat room, and here we go. Everybody wouldn't be going to be praying here in a minute for sure, but we ask for your prayers. Although, I mean, we're feeling better, a lot better than we were, and uh, we, we were here it was it was like a physical attack and a spiritual attack we believe, brothers and sisters, and that we need to stand strong with the Lord, amen. And that uh we're glad for each of you to be here. I pray that you've had a good and safe Thanksgiving and I pray you didn't get involved in any of that craziness of like today this everybody wrapped up in the temporal things of this world. But uh praise the Lord that we come together. And uh two or three gathered together, in my name the Lord said, there I am, in the myth. So the Lord is with us tonight, amen? And that we come together to pray and to fellowship with one another. The brethren coming together, the body of Christ, in the name of Jesus, that we need each other. And as uh, my, uh, my fellow servant and, and brother in Christ, uh, Minister Paul, what he's been sharing, that we do not compromise that we stand for the truth and stand for Jesus. Amen. So join me in prayer as we get this, we get together, get this service started. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. Father, we just thank you and just praise you for this night. Lord, we thank you for who you are in our lives. We thank you for your love, mercy, and grace that you give each one of us. Lord, that we are your children. And Lord, that you have made us your children. You have adopted us through the Lord Jesus Christ and by the power of his blood and the power of the covenant that you have made. And, Lord, we're so grateful that you grafted us in into the commonwealth of the nation of Israel. And, Lord, that you have buried us in as family members, children of the living God. And, Father, that you would cast us not out, that you would not let anyone pluck us out of your hand, and that we understand and be encouraged that we are children of God and true believers in Christ, and that we are seeking for you, Lord, and that we want to be in that secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of your almighty wings, oh, Lord. Because, Lord, we can do nothing without you. We are very frail. <laughs> These bodies are very frail, Lord, and we do need your power to sustain us. We need the anointing, Lord that we're able to minister and to do what you want us to do and say what you want us to say. Father, that we would encourage, Lord, that we would admonish, and, Lord, that we would share the word of God as the Spirit leads. Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus, and we stand by the authority of Jesus, and we rebuke you, Satan, rebuke your dominions, and we rebuke your demons and evil spirits and principalities and powers by the name of the Lord Jesus and by the standard of his blood that stand up against you in the name of Jesus. And the power of God is greater than anything of the enemy. And, Lord, we just thank you for the mighty angels of God that are encamped around us. Hallelujah. Lord, let us be like Elisha. said, Lord, open the eyes of my servant and see who is for us. As we see you, it's coming against us. But look and let your eyes be open and see who's for us. There's many more. And they are flaming chariots and mighty angels and warriors for the Lord around us. Hallelujah. And we just thank you and praise you, Father. We thank you for who you are in our lives, O Lord. And we give you all the glory and praise as we come together to worship and to sit at your feet, Lord, and to honor you and to fellowship with the brethren. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Let's go into the praise and worship. I know. Everybody, like I said, just keep praying for me. And Sister we know that in our strength we can't, but in the power of the Lord we can. The Spirit fall. Let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit to fall upon us, to join us. Amen. The Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, yes, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, rise up in us. Oh, yes, Lord, let the Holy Spirit fall. Let the Holy Spirit come upon us, hallelujah. Praise your name. who you and look for you. Hallelujah. Focus on the Lord. Hallelujah.
4: Pray and ask for the promise
2: of God upon us. Hallelujah. Renew it. Strengthen us, Holy Spirit. More in your name. Today. Fill us with your oil. Fill us with your fire. Fill us with a living water. A water that you will never thirst again when you drink. black friday because all of it's going to be burned up they all hustle and bustle for these things and these things won't matter won't matter when it comes to the end of time and when god brings his judgment with fire this time it'll all be burned up all that's going to matter is where your heart is between you and god amen Contrast between the just and the wicked Shalom brothers and sisters When minister Paul shared the revelation about That God and we His children will, he will Reveal and expose the works Of darkness he was right on Right now in such a time As this nothing can be hidden In this world It is all coming out Because the Lord God sees all Hears all and knows all Amen you see so much is being exposed these days. I can name a few. Planned Parenthood scandal. And the cruel, evil way they look at life. And that human beings are just a mere thing to be killed and used for research and profit. Just like another evil people called the Third Reich. The Nazis. What they did in the concentration camps. All that is being exposed about VO in our government. A government that is supposed to be by the people, for the people, but more like for the world order, elite and banksters, who all serve the angel of light, Satan. The exposure of that BO is being behind, is behind ISIS, take control of all the oil reserves in the Middle East and cause chaos and try to eliminate the Christians, Jews, and anyone else that gets in their way. Hillary being exposed and such a lying, deceiving woman, all her secrets being revealed. So, it's revealed, so Sabbath morning, that Lord, that the Lord showed me more than they are trying to hide, to the point of putting a gag order on the U.S. Weather Bureau, NOAA, and Commerce Department. The weather changes, and all, uh, all, and how severe they really are. A new one, the Lord showed me. And many others, the magnetic fields of the world are changing. People are reporting uh, that the, 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 the uh, magnetic fields are off some 40 to, 50, 40 to 45 degrees on their compasses. Myself, I have lived in Texas for 37 years. That number sure has been coming up a lot lately. And when zero, re, was revealed to Minister Paul, it means war, spiritual, and natural war too. Mm-hmm. Amen? What I have noticed is that the sun is in different locations in the sky. Not at season changes, but day to day. Where I live, the sun will come up right over the pond that is near us and shine on my entryway every day. Not lately. It is to the southeast. As I say this, what the Lord Jesus, by his spirit, is showing me is what he said would happen and increase. Signs in the sun, moon, and stars in the heavens. He said there will be signs in the earth too. Brothers and sisters, this is what the Lord wants me to share with you now. A new thing that they're trying to hide is all the earthquake activity. They are not even reporting on some of it at all. Or they are downgrading the Richter's number. One account is a gentleman who moved to Columbia in the Andes Mountains to an area where there has not been any activity in a long while. He said he moved there for that reason. Just this month, where he lives, they had in one week about six earthquakes. Not high numbers, but increase as they came from 2.6 to 4.7. He checked it. It on the USGS. It was not even reported. I say all this to tell you, they are trying to hide what the Lord Jesus prophesied thousands of years ago There will be earthquakes in divers places This means they will occur in places that usually don't Let's look at this from God's word, amen Matthew 24 verses 4 through 8 in the Amplified version The Amplified version Verse 4 It's not. You'll have to put one up uh, right.
0: Well you got two numbers. Yeah this this
2: one of them you can choose To go to and okay. change it okay. It's fine Matthew 24 verses 4 through 8 Now listen to this Brothers and sisters Jesus answered Be careful That no one misleads you Deceiving you And leading you into error For many will come In my name Misusing it In appropriating the strength of the name which belongs to me, saying, I am the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed. And they will mislead many. You will continually hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened, for those things must take place. But this is not yet the end of the age, for nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be phantoms and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pains, of the intolerable anguish in the time of unprecedented trouble. So clearly we are seeing this, and the worldly ones are trying to hide these things. To what? Deceiving you and leading you into error God have mercy Now I will show you What the Lord showed the prophet Isaiah And now showing me and you Go to uh, Isaiah 24 Verses 1 Through 12 Isaiah what? Isaiah 24 Isaiah 24 1 through 12. You'll be going there later, too. All right, well. Verse 1. Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty, and he maketh it waste. He turned it upside down and scattered abroad the inhabitants thereof. It's getting ready to get really shaky, isn't it? And there shall be like people, like priests, like servants. Like master, like maid, like mistress, like buyer, like seller, like lender, like borrower, like giver, like taker of usury. Now, that sounds sort of familiar. It sounds like now it is, doesn't it? The earth shall be cleaned, emptied, and utterly spoiled, for the Lord has spoken this word. And we know, brothers and sisters, we know our Lord, our King and Master that when he speaks, his word does not come back void, it will be fulfilled. The earth lameth and fadeth away. The world is feebled and decayed. The proud people of the earth are weakened. The earth also deceiveth because it inhabits thereof, for they transgress the laws, so they change the ordinances, and break the everlasting covenant. Verse 6. Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are desolate. Wherefore the inhabitants of the land are burned up, and few men are left. Verse 7, The wine faileth, the vine have no might, all that were of merry heart do mourn. The mirth of the tambour ceases, the noise of them to the rejoice in The joy of the heart ceases. They shall not drink wine with myrrh. A strong drink shall be better to them that they drink it. The city of vanity is broken down. Every house is shut up that no man may come in. There is, there is a crying for wine in the streets. All joy is darkened. The myrrh of the world is gone away. The city's is left desolation, and the gate is smitten with destruction. More from this chapter, what is showing what is coming on all them that dwell on this earth. The wicked, brothers and sisters, the wicked. We don't dwell here anymore. We are to dwell in the secret place of the Lord. We are to be with him when this happens. When this is when this is totally fulfilled, this is the wicked ones who reject God, the true living God, His Christ, and live and serve Satan in their prideful selves. Amen. Now go to Isaiah 24 verses 17 through 22. There's more. There's more about these people, fear, and the pit. And the snare upon thee, O inhabitant of the earth. Verse eighteen. And he that fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall in the pit. And he that cometh out of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For the widows from on I mean, excuse me. For the windows from on high are open, and the foundations of the earth do shake. The earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean, dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunken man and shall be removed like a tent. And the iniquity thereof shall be heavy upon it. So it shall fall and rise no more. And in that day shall the Lord visit the host above that is on high even the kings of the world that are upon the earth, and they shall be gathered together as the prisoners in the pit, and they shall be shut up in the prison, and after many days they shall be visited. A horrible time, a terrible time. Be like in prison, being tortured and tormented by the ones who hate you most, the devil and his demons. Then on top of that, the wrath of, of a holy, righteous, and angry God. God have mercy. And pray you don't choose to be left behind, but you choose Christ and come home with him. Be safe and at rest. This is the word of Almighty God. This will happen and is starting to happen worldwide. When God speaks, he is not just speaking to hear himself. No, he is warning and telling the ones on this earth, the world that he made, turn from your wicked ways, repent, get right with God. Because you do not want to be here when this is totally fulfilled, which is getting closer and closer. Just look around you. What is happening here in America, in the Middle East, around the world? One YouTube I watch is the angel of the apocalypse. He has videos about all that is going on in the world. Very clear and well done. Each video is called the signs of the end part. Brothers and sisters, when I started to watch this, it was part 64. Now today, as I'm doing this uh, lesson, he has part 124. He was doing this about every month and then about every week. Well, now he's doing it about every three days. Just like the Lord said, like birth pains, they will increase. Amen? You right, baby. Brothers and sisters, uh, let's stop and pray for uh, Sister Brenda. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray you lay your healing hand upon your daughter, Brenda. Lord, we pray you refresh her and strengthen her. Father, I pray you would settle her stomach and lift her up in the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. Renew her with your spirit, Lord, and give her strength. And let her stand strong in the name of Jesus. And all of God's people said Amen. The main point in showing all this and where we are and where we are going is that there is a contrast between two, group, two groups, the just and the wicked. There is no gray area anymore, no fish riding. Now is the time to make your eternal decisions. Time is up. The Father and Jesus has told us that this is already settled in heaven and will come forth in this world in the natural realm where the spiritual realm will be revealed for the, for the just and the wicked. For the ones who love the Lord thy God, obey and serve him, will be changed in an instant, a twinkling in an eye, and you will be glorified, taken home to God's glorious heaven and our rest. The ones saved and justified will be the only ones qualified for this through the life and blood of Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord. The ones whose oil lamps are full of oil, of gladness, the spirit of the living God. Brothers sisters, the days we are living, the Lord has given us more and more messages and revelations to his children. Here is another word from the Lord Jesus. Again I say, I am a humble servant of the Lord. When he wants to speak to his children, as we come to his hour, he speaks through his servants in many other ways. The Lord tells me this, is a way for me to communicate. When when I have their attention, when I have their attention, the Lord says, take heed and listen. Amen? As always, pray and confirm this word with the Lord. You, sons and daughters, you are the oil lamps. You are the vessels of honor. You have the oil of gladness in you, and you need to be refreshed. By my spirit daily. You need to repent daily as my spirit leads you. You need to feed your spirit and mine with my word daily. Fast and pray. Come, sit at my feet daily. Come, I mean, keep your heart and eyes on me, your Lord and Master. I will lead you home. I am that way, that truth, and that life. I give you eternal life. Trust me. Keep your eyes on my face. Keep your ears open to my voice. Keep your mind open to my thoughts and truth. My children, keep your heart open to my heartbeat. And lay your head on my chest to hear my heart pulse. As I shared the parable of the foolish and wise virgins, I was showing my disciples and the Jews a way they understand Now my beloved church and bride You will fulfill this word. You who are watching and praying As I command you to do You are not You are not distracted and deceived Because you are still looking up each day My son Buddy is an example When he is working He has to go outside And when he does I, I see him looking up Searching the sky for me. He is not distracted by the things of this world, but is looking to me and for me as I come to rescue and deliver you from this world and the wrath to come. You are the oil lamps, my children. Each of you, I know many of you who come to my hour to worship and pray and listen and learn of my truth. One searching for truth, one searching for salvation one searching for healing, one searching for deliverance, and most of all, all one searching for true love, pure love. I am pure love. This is my very nature. I showed all the world, all my created ones, how pure that love was by pouring it out for each of you. My love Full of the oil of my Holy Spirit By seeking me Obeying me Serving me Hear me Keep your eyes on me Pray and study my word You do this daily I will bring it alive in you And revelation will come forth Things will be revealed That great and mighty things Which thou knowest not This is the time of my outpouring To reveal My sons and daughters to reveal My kingdom to show The love and the power Of almighty God That it will be very difficult To deny what My created ones all over the world Will see and hear and experience My beloved children You are the light of the world Let your light so Shine in the darkness In this lost dying world Light Your lamp, I mean, light your light. Your lamps burn with the fire of God as a fuel of my spirit and the words burning you. You are my vessels of honor. All who love the appearing of your Lord and King, my coming for you, my beloved, is near at the door. Keep looking up, each of you. Be not deceived. Finish this race that I have set before you. Strong. Keep looking to me, the author and the finisher of your faith, your loving Lord, I mean, your loving Lord, Yeshua, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to his wonderful name. Hear his heart. Hear what he is saying, brothers and sisters. Glory to his wonderful name. Understanding what he wants of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise his name. The reference the references to this word are Matthew twenty-five, verses one through thirteen. The Lord wants you to hear the amplified version of this scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Verse one through thirteen. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, listen to this, thoughtless, silly, and careless. Five were wise, listen to this, far-sighted, practical, and sensible. Do you hear the difference? Do you hear the difference, brothers and sisters? For when the foolish took their lands, they did not take any extra oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil along with their lands. Now, while the bridegroom was delayed, they all began to nod off, and they fell asleep. But at midnight, there was a shout, Look! The bridegroom is coming! Go out and meet him! Then all those virgins got up and put their uh, their own, uh, own laps in order, trimmed the wicks, and added oil, and lit them. But the foolish virgin said, to the wise, give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No. Otherwise, there will, be not, there will not be enough for us and for you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy oil for yourselves. But while they were going away to buy oil, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut and locked. Who could break the seal or lock of God? No one. Later, the others also came and said, "Lord, Lord, open the door for us." But he replied, "I assure you, and most solemnly say, I mean solemnly say to you, I do not know you. We have no relationship." Did you hear that? There's the key, brothers and sisters. It is a personal. Relationship with Jesus. It is knowing, like a wife and a husband, knowing each other very intimately, in a very special way. I we have no you, we have no relationship. The Lord says to them. Therefore, be on the alert, be prepared and ready. For you, and that's one of the things it says. a bridegroom is 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 prepared and ready. I mean, a bride, excuse me, a bride that's made herself ready. Amen. For you. Do not know the day nor the hour when the Son of Man will come. Very clear what the Lord is saying. Okay, the next reference okay it was cut off. the next work, reference is 2 Timothy chapter two verses nineteen through twenty one. Amen? Second Timothy chapter two verses nineteen twenty-one, a little reference to the word. Amplified. Uh no, this this regular. But verse 19, but the foundation of God remaineth sure and has this seal. Has this seal. The Lord knoweth who are his. The Lord knows who is his. And let everyone that calleth on the name of Christ. Depart from iniquity, anything of this world, anything of the enemy, anything of the flesh, brothers and sisters. That's what iniquity is. Anything that keeps you away from having time and building relationship with the Lord Jesus. Amen? Verse 20. Now withstanding in a great house are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some for honor, and that's what the Lord said we are, and some unto dishonor. God have mercy. Verse 21. If any man therefore purge himself from these, the iniquities, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the Lord, and prepared unto every good work. Praise his name Look at verse 21 A powerful point about how To be a vessel of honor Purge yourself From these in the footnote By these words Is meant to execution Of the matter and not The cause for in that We purge ourselves it is Not to be attributed To any free will That is in us But to God who freely and wholly worketh in us a good and effectual will, praise the Lord. Only by God can you purge yourself. You can't purge yourself, huh, only self. Only by the Spirit of God are you able to be purged. You have to let the Lord do it in your lives. We have to humble ourselves and repent and bow before him and say, Lord, help us. Lord, help us, because we cannot do this in our own strength. I have to share verse 22, two. This is part of being a vessel of honor. And oh, look, another two, two, two. Amen? 2 Timothy two twenty-two. Flee also from the lust of youth and follow after righteousness, faith, love, and peace. And with them that call on the Lord with a pure heart. And, brothers and sisters, that's who we are here together. We come together as the body of Christ, and we want to call on the Lord with a pure heart. Amen? Seek him and find him. Amen? Dwell in the secret place of the Most High. This is true repentance, that you turn from this world, the lifestyle of this world, turn to the living God in his lifestyle, that he showed us in his life when he was on this world, amen. That is the true repentance. The next scripture is First Corinthians thirteen four through eight. This is our Lord because he is pure love, amen. And again, from the amplified as the Spirit leads, verse four. Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked nor overly sensitive or easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice. But rejoices with the truth when right and true prevail. Love bears all things regardless of what comes. Believe all things looking for the best in each one. Hopes all things remaining steadfast during difficult times. Endure all things without weakening. In verse 8, love never fails. It never fails nor ends. Amen. Bless and praise his wonderful name. Thank him for his love and mercy that endures forever. He will never fail us because he is pure love. Amen. Now let's move on to what else the Lord has shown me about the contrast of the wicked that we saw plainly in Isaiah 24. Now let's look at Isaiah 26 for the just. Amen. Isaiah 26, verses 1 through 9. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation shall God set for walls and bulwarks. Open ye gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. By an assured Purpose, wilt thou preserve perfect peace? Because they trusted in thee. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord forever. For in the Lord God is strength forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise His name. What a powerful word! For He will bring down them that dwell on high. The high city He will abase, even unto the ground. We cast it down and bring it into dust. The foot shall tread it down even the feet of the poor and the steps of the needy. The way of the just is righteousness. That will make equal the righteous path of the just. Also, we, O oh Lord, have waited for thee in the way of thy judgments. The desire of our soul is to, is to thy name and to the remembrance of thee. With my soul, I have desired thee in the night. With my spirit within me, I will seek thee in the morning. For seeing thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world shall learn righteousness. The last word, the last phrase at what the Lord God is saying here the inhabitants of the world shall learn righteousness. Here's how, the meaning. Here's how, the meaning. That by afflictions, men shall learn to fear God. God have mercy. But they will learn, they will bow down, they will worship and honor Christ, and all we say that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Amen. Hallelujah. The second part of this chapter is more truth about just because they be. Justify. Isaiah 26, 17-20. Isaiah 26, 17-20. Like as a woman with child, to draw near to travail, is in sorrow and quiet in her pains, so have we been in thy sight, O Lord. Verse 18. We have conceived... We have borne in pain, as thou we should have been brought forth when there was no help in the earth, neither did the inhabitants of the world fall. Thy dead men shall live. Even with my body shall they rise, awake and sing, ye that dwell in the dust. For thy the dew is as the dew of herbs, the earth shall cast out the dead. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors after thee. Hide thyself for a little while until the indignation pass over. Hallelujah. Two powerful points. First one from verse 19, the dead man shall live. He comforted, the faithful in their afflictions, showing them that even in death they shall have life and that they should most certainly rise to glory. Amen. Hallelujah. You hear that, brother and sister? That it certainly rise to glory, praise his name. The second point is verse 20, enter thou into thy chambers. He exhorted the faithful to be patient in their afflictions and to wait upon God's work, amen, that they wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not faint. Trust and wait upon the Lord, amen. Now, before we move on, the Lord wants all His people out there listening, especially you have not received him, Jesus, as your Savior and Lord. Hear his word and warning to uh, to you to get right with God. Isaiah twenty six verse fourteen. Isaiah twenty-six fourteen. Listen to this. Take heed. Listen clear carefully the word of God. The dead man shall not live, neither shall the dead arise, because thou hast visited and scattered them and destroyed all their memory. This is a sobering point in verse 14, dead shall not live. Meaning, now listen to this, meaning that you reprobate, even in this life, shall have the beginning of everlasting death. God have mercy. You, 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 Clearly, been showing you the contrast. You don't want to be part of the wicked. You don't want to be separated from God, your Creator. Oh, God, have mercy. You you don't want to go to a judged uh, devil and demons that will hate you for eternity. You want to go to the true living God. You want to go to the one who loved you so much that he died for you and poured out his life and blood for you That he conquered every, every uh, enemy you ever had that you had no chance against without Christ. He did it all. And and is this is what the Lord is saying, you need to make a decision for time could be no more for you personally. Time could be no more for this earth. In the time we're living of the grace time, the uh, the church age, the grace age. It's time to get right with God. Isaiah twenty six twenty one for lo the Lord cometh out of his place to visit listen to this for the lo the Lord is coming out of his place to visit the iniquity of the inhabitants of the earth upon them. And the earth shall disclose her blood And shall no more hide her slain Another very sobering point 21, blood The earth shall vomit and cast out the innocent blood Which it hath drunk That it may cry for vengeance against the wicked This is what is happening, people seeing streams, rivers, lakes, and seas turning blood red, earthquakes and volcanoes. The earth is vomiting the innocent blood out. It is sick of it. It is lashing out at a simple, rebellious, wicked people crying for vengeance from the Creator. God have mercy. The last portion of Scripture is powerful and connected to this, this Scripture. Amen? Go to Romans 8, Romans eight eleven through 23, by the word of God. Hallelujah. The new covenant, the new testament that Jesus paid for in his blood. Sealed by his blood. Hallelujah. Sealed by his spirit. Praise his name. Verse 11. But it's the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead. Dwell in you. Same power that raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you, brothers and sisters. Don't forget that. Don't let the enemy tell you any different. No, no. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in dwells in you, lives in you. He that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. Our debt has been paid by the Lord. You're not indebted to the flesh to have to obey the flesh anymore, brothers and sisters. You can say no to sin. You can say no to sin. Amen? For if ye live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, but if ye mortify the deeds of the body by the Spirit, you shall live. And that's not just talking about this life. This is talking about eternal life. Amen. Verse fourteen. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Praise His name. For we have not received the spirit of bondage. To fear again. But we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The same spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. If we be children, we are also heirs, even the heirs of God, and heirs annexed with Christ. And if so be that we suffer with him, that we might also be glorified with him. For I am count that the afflictions of this present time are not worthy of the glory which shall be showed unto us. For the fervent for the fervent desire of the creature waiteth when the sons of God be revealed. Because the creature is subject to vanity, not of his own will, but by reason of him which has subdued it under hope, because the cre the creature which is in other versions of creation also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the sons of God, for we know that every Creature groaneth with us also and travaileth in pain together unto this presence. And not only the creature, but we also that we have the first fruits of the Spirit, even do we sigh in our own ourselves, waiting for the adoption, even the redemption of our body. Amen, hallelujah. We get a drink here, praise his name. Oh, praise the Lord. two powerful points. The first is from verse forty I mean excuse me verse twenty Not forty verse twenty hope just the word hope. God would not make the word the world subject to an everlasting curse for the sin of man, but gave it hope that it should be restored. God will make a new heaven and earth. All will be restored because he keeps all his promises even to his creation. Amen? The second point, bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. From the corruption which they are now subject to, they shall be delivered and changed into the blessed State of incorruption Which shall be Revealed when the sons Of God shall be Advanced to glory Hallelujah Glory to God in the highest Praise his name Brothers and sisters It's a powerful word of God So we Clearly So clearly we see we are in these Days that Isaiah the prophet spoke About the days that the Apostle Paul spoke about, and, of course, our Lord himself talked about when he was on this world. To see the contrast from the just, these scriptures, and the times we live of the just and the wicked. Two different paths they will be going down. The wicked, tribulation, judgment, wrath, and finally eternal death in the flames of hell Just keep burning, burning, burning forever. For the just, the redeemed, the beloved of the Lord Jesus, the children of Almighty God, love, joy, peace, life eternal, and the place of the Lord Jesus has been preparing for us now for over 2,000 years. He will say that day to us, Come, you blessed of my Father. Well done, you good and faithful servant. Come unto your rest. Amen. Now, brothers and sisters, when you sit there and see the contrast there, which one would you choose? You out there, you have to make that choice. What I told you, the difference between the two, you heard the words. You heard the words that God gave me to speak. He's telling you clearly there's two paths. There's one road to hell and burn, 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 and there's one road to heaven, love, joy, and peace. Praise His name. The last portion of Scripture, Amplified Version, Titus, two, eleven through fourteen. All glory to His name. Verse eleven: For the remarkable, undeserved. Grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to reject ungodliness and worldly immoral desires and to live sensible, upright, and godly lives. Life with a purpose that reflects spiritual maternity. I mean, maturity in this present age awaiting and confidently expecting the fulfillment of our blessed hope in the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Christ Jesus i tell you brothers and sisters spirit of god likes to uh, to share what the amplified version because it it brings out so much it's very it's it's very powerful he's been telling me lately to Share these things in the amplified. Praise God! It means an emphasis, just like the in Geneva where the Scripture John fourteen six is. That means a emphasis, a very emphasis of that it is is the only one. Jesus is the only one. He's the only way, the only truth, and the only life. There is no other. No one other compares to him. Verse fourteen shows God's love for all of us and anyone out there would cry out to him with all their heart and repent and ask him to forgive you and come into your life and heart. Get right with God tonight. Time is running out so quickly. This might be the last message you hear from us or anyone preaching the true gospel because Jesus is coming. He is at the door waiting for the his father command to go get my children and your bride, my beloved son. This verse shares God's giving unconditional love. Amen. Verse, who willingly gave himself to be crucified on our behalf to redeem us and purchase our freedom from all wickedness and to purify for himself a chosen very special people to be his own possession, hallelujah, who are enthusiastic for doing what is good. Now, I tell you, brothers and sisters, you've become a possession of the Lord Jesus. Do you think he's going to let anyone take you away? Do you think he's going to let the enemy take you away? Do you think he's going to let you even your own self get in the way? Not if you're truly his. Because he who began a good work in you, he's going to complete it. He's going to complete it, and uh, there can be easily two different kind of paths. We we've seen the one that can be the hard way, like Jonah, or there can be the easy path. But there's still, I mean, there's still uh, trials and tests in the path because we have to grow and mature. Well, praise, Amen. Friends, not
0: wrath. That's right.
2: Trials and tests, not God's wrath. Amen. That's good. Well, praise the Lord, and we'll finish with this uh, message with this song, The Watchman. Amen. Hallelujah.
4: Behind the veil of what is seen, the natural eye. A great event is being prepared. A war and a wedding feast will have their place in time. Soon and not yet is the word that the watchman gives as he strains his eyes through the darkness of the night mist. He can sense that just beyond the horizon, a great brightness is preparing to break forth. Arise, you sleepers! Shake off your slumber. He calls. Come and fill your lamp with fresh oil. Trim your wick. Cry out in the streets and do not let your voice be silent. For the coming of the great King is at hand. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Only wait for the Lord. Be strong and have a good courage. And wait for the Lord. up watching out running. of every nation,
3: yes. like raise up those who will
4: stand unafraid in the night hour, who will yes. give no sleep to their eyes, no Surprise. peace or rest, give them to you Lord until you make Jerusalem a praise in all the earth, you have hallelujah. sworn it by your name, hallelujah, hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah! Well, praise the Lord It's good to see the brethren My brothers and sisters in Christ It's good to see you, Brother Alan. Praise God, welcome to the Lord's Hour Sis Brenda Gill Praise you, bless the Lord Bless the Lord, thank you Lord For Sis Brenda, Lord I pray for Sis Crystal, good to see you here tonight Praise the Lord, hallelujah Sis Marietta, bless you, sister In the name of Jesus, hallelujah Brother Javon my brother, bless you. Praise the Lord for you tonight. Sis Janet, good to see you tonight. Sister, praise the Lord. And Sis Blinka, praise the Lord for you too. I thank the Lord for each one of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, for we could uh, uh, we could not do this without you. Amen. That we come together as a body. We pray that you all had a safe and, and a good Thanksgiving, and, and that now we can just come to a place and get focused back on the Lord. Amen. Amen, hallelujah. And now, uh, sis Brenda is going to share about Believer's Armor. The Believer's Armor, amen?
1: Here she is. Hello,
0: everybody. <laughs> this is called the Believer's Armor, God's provision for your... Pre- the Christian's life is a battle It is a warfare on a grand scale Jesus' ministry began with a battle against Satan That lasted 40 days As Jesus' ministry drew to an end Satan besieged him again in the garden of- That our Lord sweat great drops of blood those two accounts alone teach us that the battle may not become easier as we grow in obedience with God. If anything, Satan will intensify his efforts against those who continue effectively serving the Lord. But God has not left us Amen. defenseless.
3: That's right. Praise God.
0: When, when the Apostle Paul first went to Ephesus to preach the gospel, he faced immediate opposition. He was run out of the synagogue by unbelieving Jewish leaders, mimicking by idol-making business, was suffering because of Paul's ministry. Oh, too bad. Paul knew that that where the greatest spiritual challenge lied Was also likely to be the greatest danger and opposition. Many pastors are tempted to leave their ministry when things become difficult, but an easy ministry may be a weak one. Because where the Lord's work is genuinely done, Satan will not fail to oppose it. As believers in Jesus Christ, we are not only God's children. And servant, but and then and a soldier's job is to fight the enemy, not to run away. Paul Paul closed his letter to the Ephesians by giving them, uh, giving them and us the warning and encouragement we needed. In Ephesians six ten through thirteen, Paul outlines the essential truth. About the believers' warfare. I'm, honey. I'm just. You can put it up there, but I'm not reading it. It's just gonna go through it. Okay. Okay. All right. Preparation, the strength in the Lord. Preparation is basic to living an effective Christian life. The strength of the Christian life is depending on God, on being strong in the Lord and in the strength of his own might, Him. Any other strength proves to be impotent. Our own strength is never enough to oppose. Oh, but when we are strong in the Lord, even a little of his strength is significant to win oh, any b- battle. Paul said, I can do all things. Through him who strengthens me. It's not the amount of strength we have. That's important. It's the source. Oh, amen. Hallelujah. To the extent that the Christian is strong in the Lord. His victory is guaranteed over the worst Satan has to offer. We are in a war. A terrible and fierce war. But have re- no reason to be afraid. For if we are the, on the Lord's side, appropriation for for that strength comes through what the Puritans refer to as the means of grace,
1: Amen. prayer.
0: Knowing scripture, obeying it, and faith in the promise of God. Amen. Amen. The provision, the armor of God.
3: Praise His name.
0: To take advantage of the strength of God's might, a believer must also put on the full armor of God so that he will be able to stand firm. Mm-hmm. The Greek word translated put on enduro induo carries an idea of permanence. Mm-hmm. So the full armor of God is not something to put on and take off Occasionally
1: mm.
0: But is to something that you put on Permanently Amen. We should When used in a military In a military sense The Greek word translated stand burn histemia, Refers to holding a Critical position While under attack mm. Living Living an obedient spirit-inspired life enables us to stand firm. Oh, amen. That's the only way. By
2: the Spirit says the Lord.
0: The enemy, Satan, says Ephesians six eleven says we are to stand firm against the schemes of the devil.
3: Amen.
0: Satan is God's enemy; therefore, he is our enemy.
3: That's right.
0: The only way we can attack God he he can attack God is through us.
3: That's right.
0: And we can be sure he will seek it, us out and attack us with his scheme.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The Greek word translated methodia which gives us the English word method. It refers to craftiness, cunning yeah. and deception. Right. Satan's evil Schemes are built around stealth and deception. The Apostle John summarized the devil's attack with an exhortation Do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that love that is in the world, the lust of the flesh to the eyes, the boastful pride of life is not from the Father.
3: Try.
0: The battle against demons.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: One of Satan's most effective strategies and one of the believers greatest dangers is the delusion that no serious threatening conflict between good and evil is raging. In the invisible and supernatural realm, but that sort of thinking is not only as is naive but also leads to stagnation
2: lukewarm?
0: yeah, that's right, lukewarm
2: I and mean, not hot or cold mm.
0: stagnant Stagn- and stagnant smell
2: yeah stagnant smell stagnant doesn't move. you remember Jesus talked about the. The water he gives is living water. It's like a stream that's moving, not a stagnant
0: pool. Uh, We have have that stagnant water over there on the other side of the bridge. Uh,
2: Man,
3: green, Green, ugly. ugly.
0: Don't know what's in there. Mm. The war between God and Satan has has not diminished, but intensified, and so that it it so it so so has its front on this earth. Ephesians six twelve says, "Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of the, this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness." In the heavenly places Paul reminded His readers that the Christian Struggle is not Only Satan himself But also The subordinate A vast army of Adversaries Who like the devil Are not made of flesh and blood Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Our greatest Enemy is not the world We see corrupt and Wicked as it is but the world we cannot see. That's right. Rulers, powers, world forces of this darkness, spiritual forces of wickedness describe the different strata and ranking of those demons of and the evil supernatural empire in which they operate. Human beings who promote paganism, the cult, and various other ungodly and unmoral movements. And programs trapped by their sin and wickedness Unto unwittingly helping the, and fulfill his schemes Each mention of these supernatural powers is preceded by against And each seems to represent a particular category A demonic activity or heresy Paul's purpose, however, is not to explain the details of this hierarchy, but to give us some idea of its sophistication and power. Pitted against an incredibly evil, potent, and well-organized enemy, our response should be to turn to God, who is our source of protection and victory. Every believer has already experienced the surpassing greatness of God's power towards us who believe.
3: Amen. Those
0: are in a, accordance with the working of the, the strength of his might, which he thought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. The power that raised Jesus from the dead... <laughs> And exalted him in heaven is our power, bequeathed to us as joint heirs with him, tree and standing firm. Amen. In Ephesians 6.13 says, Take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. God gives no deferment or exemption. His people are at war and will continue to be at war until he returns and takes charge of the earth. But even the most willing and eager soldier of Christ is helpless without God's provision. That is Paul's point, full armor of God.
2: God's
0: own, Amen. We have His provision in being His children, in having His Word, in possessing and His un- indwelling Holy Spirit. Go ahead. They should
2: stay there, I guess.
3: I'm
0: saying. And of indwelling Holy Spirit, and of having every resource that our heavenly Father possesses. God is our strength but his strength is appropriated only through our obedience and his his mighty armor must be put on and taken up.
2: Amen. It's like the picture of when David was going to go up against Goliath and Saul said, here, put on my armor, the armor of a man, armor of the armor you know, of the world. Well, it was clumsy. It didn't fit. It didn't work. And David said, no, no, no. This is this, just this, 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 this is just uh, keeping me from doing what the Lord wants me to do. It's just weighing me down. Uh oh, where's that word? Again. Weighing me down. It's too big. It don't fit. I have armor <laughs> that is not like the armor of this world. We have supernatural armor of God. It is not like the, uh, a little man. It fits
0: perfectly armor. for us That's as the right. as Lord, uh, Lord. The Lord is our uh, tailor.
2: Amen. Oh, amen. That's good. Yes. The Lord gives us the armor of God it is, it's supernatural. It, it, it's unseen. But the enemy sees it. Oh, he sees that shining armor upon God's children when you're walking in the spirit and walking with the Lord. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah.
0: In the great spiritual warfare in which we do battle, we are called only to resist and stand firm. James said, Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Peter counseled us to be a sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Firm. Stand firm in your faith. So, now... I told you what the armor is for. Let's talk about the, what the armor is. The believer's armor. Ephesians six fourteen through 17. Paul identifies six pieces of armor in which God supplies to his children to withstand the onslaught of Satan and the demons. The Greek word translated heaven or a tenth, the verse 14 and 15 indicate. That the first three pieces of armor Are permanent Permanent means Always You never take it off It's it's there The believers are never to be without them The phrase is In addition to all In verse 16 Introduces the last three pieces of armor They, They are Preceded by the Greek verb translated "taken up" and "taken," which implies they are to be kept always at hand and to be used as soon as the action fighting begin, the actual fighting begins. The belt of truth.
3: Amen.
0: Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth. The Roman soldiers wore a tunic an outer garment that served as his primary clothing. It was actually made of a large of material with holes cut out for the head and the arms. It draped loosely over the mid over most of the soldier's body. Since the majority of the ancient combat was hand to hand, a loose tunic was a potential hindrance and even dangerous. Before a battle, it was therefore carefully cinched up between the soldier's leg and tucked into a heavily heavy leather belt. Mm. That belt demonstrates the believer's readiness for war and stand for truth.
3: Amen.
0: Greek word translated translated truth to me. basically refers to the to the content of that which is truth. Knowing the content of God's truth is absolutely essential for the believer if he is to battle successfully against the schemes of Satan.
2: Amen, you have to be prepared, well prepared, well prepared.
0: Without knowing basic biblical teaching, he is a subject of being carried about by every wind of doctrine. Amen,
2: that's the truth. That's what's happening, you see it, God
0: have mercy. it, and they are. There's people out there that uh, because uh, you have pretty words and a pretty face and uh, if you're you know you got a charismatic personality, they'll follow you. But if they are not what girded up in the That's right. in the truth, not
2: supposed to follow men, but follow the Lord.
0: They will be carried about with every. Wind of doctrine right. by the trickery of men by craftiness in deceitful scheming,
3: That's
0: right. That's but Elysia mm-hmm. can also refer to the attitude of truthfulness, Amen. it represents not only the accuracy of special truths but also the quality of truthfulness. That seems to be the primary meaning Paul has in mind here. To be girded with the truth reveals an attitude of readiness of the genuine commitment. It is a mark of the sincere believer who forsakes hypocrisy. Every encumbrance that might hinder his work for the Lord is gathered and and tucked into his belt of truthfulness. So that it will be out of his way. Paul said, No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life mm-hmm. so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier.
3: Right.
0: Being girded with the truth is being renewed in the mind and proven that the will of, the, of, of God. Is which is good And acceptable and perfect When you renew your mind By committing yourself to God's Truth you will become A living and Holy sacrifice Acceptable to God Which is your spiritual Service of worship
3: Amen
0: Now let's put on the breastplate of righteousness
2: Praise
0: his name No Roman soldier would go into battle without his breastplate. A
2: tough,
0: sleeveless piece of armor that covered everything apart from his head and limbs. It was often made of leather or heavy linen unto which were sewed overlapping pieces of metal molded or hammered to conform to the body. The purpose of this piece of armor is obvious, to protect one's heart. Lungs, intestines, and other vital organs. The mind and emotions are the, the two areas which Satan most frequently attacks. He would he wants to cloud our minds with false doctrine, sure. false information, to lead, mislead us, and confuse us.
3: Amen.
0: He also wants to confuse our emotions, and thereby prefer our affection, morals, loyalty, goals, and commitment. He desires to snatch the word of God from our minds and replace it with his own per, per, perverse ideas. He seeks to un, un, undermine pure living and replace it with immorality, greed, envy, hate, and every other vice. He wants us to laugh at sin rather than mourn over it, and to rationalize it rather than confess it, and bring it into bring it to the Lord for forgiveness. He seduces us to become so accustomed to sin and what's around us that it no longer disturbs us, and we can see it today as uh, Dallas has is trying to get yeah. uh it okay for a man dressed up as a woman to go be able to go into a woman's bathroom where yep. a little child may be. It's okay. That they just want us to uh
2: calling good
0: evil and evil good evil good and good evil. Protection against such attacks is the breast, breastplate of righteousness.
2: Amen.
0: Righteousness is to be taken and wrapped around our whole being, Amen. just as the ancient soldiers covered themselves with the armor breastplate. Amen. The
2: Lord does give us a rule of righteousness for of Paul
0: here is obviously not speaking of self-righteousness,
3: yeah.
0: which is not righteousness at all, but the sin of pride. Yeah. Nor is he speaking of imputed righteousness, the righteousness God applied to the ancient account of every Christian the moment he believes in Christ. The breastplate of righteousness is the practical righteousness of moment by moment obedience to God's word. Our armor must include the breastplate of righteousness, the genuine holiness of him or her who whose every thought is captive To the obedience of Christ And whose mind is set On the things above Not on the things of this earth Mm -hmm. Now let's put on The shoes of the gospel of peace Since the average Ancient soldier Marched on rough hot rock, Climbed over jagged rocks Trampled over thorns And waded through Beds of jagged stone. His feet needed much protection. Cut or swollen, could not fight well, and often was not able to stand up, Perry stand against situations in, in battle. The shoes of Roman soldiers were usually impregnated with bits of metal or nails to give them greater traction as he climbed a slippery hill and greater stability as he fought. A Christian's spiritual footwork is equally important in his welfare against the schemes of the devil. If he is carefully girded his loins with the truth and put on the breastplate of righteousness, but does not properly shod his feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, he is he is destined to stumble fall, and suffer many defeats. Mm. The Greek word translated preparation generally refers to readiness. Y'all are going to have to forgive me on that word because, it's like I said, it's Greek to me. That's why <laughs> that's why it says Greek. Uh, refers to readiness. A good pair of boots Allowed the soldier to march, climb, fight, or do whatever else was necessary at the moment determined the same readiness for his people in In this passage, the gospel peace romans five ten eleven and second corinthians five twenty and twenty one the gospel peace refers to the good news that believers are at peace with God. The unsaved person is helpless, ungodly, sinful, and the enemy of God. The saved person, on the other hand, is reconciled to God through faith in His Son. The gospel of peace is a marvelous truth. That is, in Christ, we are now at peace with God and are and are one with Him. Therefore. When our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, we stand in the confidence of God's thought. Oh, sorry. confidence, in God's love for us, His union with us, His commitment to fight for us. The believer who stands in the Lord's power need not fear any enemy, even Satan himself. When he comes to attack us, our feet are rooted firmly on the solid ground of the gospel of peace, through which God changed from our enemy to our defender.
2: Amen. Praise God. Let's pick up. Praise God. The presence of the Lord is Word, holy ground. Amen.
0: Let's pick up. The shield of faith.
2: Oh, praise
0: God. faith. Amen. Ephesians 6.16 says, In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith hey, which with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Several kinds of shields. The kind Paul refers to here, Greek, uh, Thoros, was about two and a half feet wide and high. Designed to protect the entire body of the soldier, the shield was made up of a solid piece of wood and was covered with metal or thick leather.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The faith Paul refers to here is the faith of God, which is immeasurably more reliable than practical. Everyday faith from being blind faith faith only is reliable and helpful as a trustworthiness of its object. The Christian faith is indefinitely empowered and because the object of faith is jesus christ amen, amen. and is and it is the infinite God our faith never fails because the one in whom our faith is placed never fails. Amen. In the New Testament the the tips of the arrow in the New Testament times, excuse me, in, in the New Testament times the tips of the arrows would often be wrapped in pieces of cloth that had been soaked in pitch. Just before the arrows were shot, the tips would be lit, and the flaming missiles would be shot at the enemy troop. The pitch burned fiercely, and on impact would splatter flaming bits and not everything flammable in its path. In addition to piercing a, body, a person's body on the enemy soldiers and destroy their clothes and gear, the most reliable protection against these flaming missiles was the shield. Uh-oh. Can they, can they, can you?
2: Uh, we're, we lost internet.
0: Anyway. But they should still be able to hear me. Yeah,
2: I think
0: so. Covering a metal is okay. threaded. Its covering of metal is, yep. let me see, a treated leather would either deflect or extinguish them.
3: Amen.
0: Satan continually bombards God's children with the flaming arrow of immorality, hatred, anger, covetous pride, doubt, fear, despair, patience. Every temptation, either directly or indirectly, tries to get us to doubt or distrust God. The purpose of Satan's missiles is to cause believers to forsake their trust in God, to drive a wedge between the Savior and the saved. Put up the shield of faith and it won't happen to you.
2: Put
0: on the Helmet of Salvation. Oh,
2: praise the
0: Lord. The fifth piece of God's armor is represented by the Roman soldiers who would never enter battle. Some of these helmets were made of thick leather covered in metal plates, and others were of heavy molded or beaten metal. They usually had cheek pieces to protect the face. The purpose of the helmet was to protect the head from injury particularly from the dangerous broad sword commonly used in the warfare of that day. It was not the much smaller sword sword mentioned later in verse 17, but a large two-handed double-edged sword that measured three to four feet in length. It was often carried by cavalrymen men it would swing it at the heads of the enemy to split their skulls or decapitate them. Sorry about the description there, but right, that's that, that Paul relates the helmet to salvation indicates that Satan's blows are directly at the believer's security and assurance in Christ. The two dangerous edges of the Satan's spiritual broadsword are discouragement and doubt. To discourage us, he points to, the, to our failures, our sins, our unresolved problems, our poor health, or to whatever seems negative in our life. He wants us to lose confidence in the love in the, of our Heavenly Father. Doubt is what often brings about discouragement. Doubt about the truth of God, including doubt about one's salvation. Are we the worst source of discouragement for the believers? If a believer doubts God's goodness or dependability or his relation with God seems uncertain, he has no ground for hope and therefore no protection from discouragement. The person who thinks he has nothing worthwhile to look forward to has no reason to fight to work or to live responsibly. Since Paul is addressing believers putting on the helmet of salvation cannot refer to receiving Christ as Savior. The only ones who can take up any piece of God's armor is those who are already saved. The first aspect of salvation justification justified Mm
2: -hmm.
0: is a past reality it was accomplished the moment we trusted in christ that particular act of faith needs never be repeated because we are secure in our father's hand and no one can snatch us from there we are forever saved from condemnation the second aspect of salvation Sanctification involves our life on earth, during which we are experienced a measure of freedom from the from the dominating power of sin. Being now under God's grace, sin no longer has mastery or dominion over us. Thank you,
3: Lord. We are no
0: longer a slave to sin, but to God.
2: Amen. Praise
0: the, name. the third aspect of salvation glorification
2: oh, praise his name.
0: is yet future yes. one day we shall be saved John yes. said beloved now we are children of God and it it has not appeared as yet we what we but we will what we know when he appears we will be like him yes. because we Will see him just as he sees us. Praise the Lord. This
2: is
0: my, this is the final aspect of salvation. That is the real, that's the real strength of the believer's helmet. If we lack hope in the future promise of salvation, there can be no security in the present. Amen. That's why I called his piece, this the same piece of armor, the hope of salvation.
1: Praise God.
0: Paul explains further, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. For in hope we have been saved. The helmet of salvation is the great hope of the final salvation that gives us confidence and assurance that our present struggle with Satan. Will not last forever. We know we will be victorious in the end. So far, we have put up. Why have we got put up so far? we put up protection.
3: Amen.
0: Now we're, you guess what we're going to do now? We're going to talk about the sword.
2: Hallelujah. Of the offense.
0: Offense weapon. Amen. The sword. We have talked about being, uh, Defensive, now it's time to be offensive, put on our offense. Paul concluded his this with the God's armor by identifying the last piece, That's right. the sword. The sword,
2: of
0: the, the, name. the sword of the Spirit, which is the sword of God. Amen. The sword is anything from 6 to 18 inches. It was the common sword carried by Roman soldiers was the principal weapon in hand-to-hand combat carried in a sheath or straw th- attached to their belt. It was always a hand and ready for use.
3: Amen. The Greek
0: phrase translated in of the spirit ta sunamito can also be tra- translated by the spirit or spiritual Referring to the nature of the sword rather than its source from from the context we we know that it is a spiritual weapon to be used in our struggle against spiritual imminent enemies. The same Greek phrase is translated spiritual in Ephesians one three and five nineteen although the meaning is perfectly is perfectly consistent with the Contents of Ephesians 6 10, 17. The preferred rendering is as a genitive or origin of the Spirit, indicating the Holy Spirit as the origin of the source, as the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the believer's resident truth teacher who teaches us all things and bring God's words to our remembrance. Paul explicitly states that the sword of the spirit is the word of God, as such as it is, first of, of all, a defensive weapon, capable of deflecting the blows of an opponent. It is the believer's supreme weapon of defense against the onslaught of Satan. However, unlike the shield, which gives broad and general protection, the sword can deflect an attack only if it is handled with precision at close range.
3: Amen.
0: It must parry the enemy's weapon exactly where the, the thrust is made. When Jesus was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, temptation was a passage of Scripture that precisely contradicted the devil's word.
3: That's right.
0: The Christian who does not know God's word well, word well cannot use it well. Mm. Satan will verily find it out where the we are ignorant and confuse us and attack us there. Scripture is not a broadsword to be waved indiscriminately, but a dagger. To be used with great precision The sword Of the spirit is also An offensive weapon Capable of Inflicting blows as well As deflecting those of the enemy Scripture Is living and Active and sharper Than any two edged sword and piercing as Far as division Of soul and spirit Of both joints And moral And able to judge The thoughts and attention Of the heart And there is no creature hidden From his sight But all things are open And laid bare To the eyes of him Who has to do And we have to do The word of God is so powerful That it transforms Men and women From the realm of falsehood to that of truth from the realm of darkness to the light to that of light and from the realm of sin and death to that of righteousness and life it changes sadness into joy despair into hope stagnation into growth childishness into maturity and failure into success Every time God's word leads a person to salvation, it is it is a demonstration of its power to cut dominion of darkness and to bring light into the darkest soul. Amen. May you from the you may you use that formidable weapon with great skill, as well as with other pieces of spiritual armor available to you. For the glory of God and the furthering of his kingdom. In Jesus' name we say. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. A
2: great a great word about the uh, armor of God. Armor of God. You need to put your sound yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Hold on. Yes. Praise the Lord for a great word about the armor of God. It's God's armor on us, not ourselves, not armor that we make or anything, but the armor of God supernatural, powered by God's word and spirit armor Amen, because know this, brothers and sisters, we can do nothing without Jesus, for the battle belongs to the Lord. Amen, the battle belongs to the Lord. that, there we go. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> Hit the wrong button. Okay, here we go.
3: Amen Hello, That's fashioned against us, will stand. The battle belongs to the Lord.
2: Praise God and brothers and sisters, tonight, the Lord has been saying it. We've been hearing it in the messages, and it keeps coming that the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in you. Amen, the same power, the mighty Holy Spirit of God name oh, hallelujah Reply the word.
5: Every fear of the unknown, I can hear all God's children singing out, We will not be overtaken, we will not be overcome. The same power that True in His strength, there is nothing we can't do. Yes, we know there are greater things in store. We will not be overtaken. We.
2: Amen. Hallelujah. Now, here's a prayer declaration
1: from
0: Sister Brenda. Amen. Well, let's let's stay with the same theme. Spiritual weapons. Uh, Today's uh, prayer declaration is going to come from Psalms 127, 3, 4, and 5. Behold, Children are our heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward.
3: Amen.
0: Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. Amen. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with the enemy, with their enemies. In the gate,
2: That's
0: right. arrows in the hand of a warrior. That is a peculiar way of describing the children of God, loving parents. Yet when we are considered, when we yet when we consider the global spiritual war raging over the souls of all human beings, it makes sense that godly parents would be like like warriors. Amen. Good parents fight daily fight the good fight of faith against spiritual darkness in their own lives and in the lives of others. Prayerful mothers and fathers often receive inspired insights concerning their children's gifts. The God-given responsibility of those parents is to lead, is to lead their sons and daughters into the bow of a life, pull tight with commitment, and then shoot them towards their own divine destiny. The The more children you have serving God and fulfilling his purpose, the greater your happiness. Amen. The contemporary English version translates Psalms 127, 5 this way. The more you have, the better off you will be. Because they will protect you when the enemies attack. When you re- you teach your children how to be weapons for righteousness in God's hands, they will be equipped to come to your rescue in the time of need. Here's a prayer declaration where I add my children's name, add yours. Lord God of hosts, you are a God of war. You're currently fighting evil principalities and powers for the control of this world. I declare that my children are not only an arrow in my quiver, but according to Isaiah 49 2, they will be an arrow in your quiver as well, a weapon. In the hands of the almighty God, give me grace to know the target of my children's destiny so that you, that your hand extended and I can shoot Joshua, Emma, Scotty, April, Jessica, Bobby, Veronica, their spouses and their children towards the bullseye of the perfect will of God. And for his and for their their life, Amen. I pray that Joshua, Emma, Scotty, April, Jessica, Bobby, and Veronica will be used of God and will win spiritual battles in the kingdom of God and take ad- advance in this world. Whenever the enemy tries to slip the entrance into the family circle, let me be. Unashamed as a parent, as I watch Joshua, Emma, Scotty, April, Jessica, Bobby, Veronica, their spouses and their children oppose all satanic plots, defending the gate and conquering valiantly for the cause of Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.
3: Yes. You
0: sure can. You want this? No. Well, sisters,
2: praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, that we understand that uh, amen, but uh, we understand about praying and praying for our family and family members. I want to pray this prayer for each one of us. Uh, it's a power prayer. I am praying pray for each one of you as a brethren, amen, and for me and my uh, wife, Brenda, Father God, I thank you for directing my steps today. I thank you for covering me with your almighty shadow. I declare and believe that no evil shall come near my dwelling, my family, my work, my body, and my thoughts. I rebuke the devil from hindering my life and purpose. No storm, no demonic strategy, no offense, no pestilence, no evil report will interrupt the blessings of God in my life. I release the love and wisdom of God unto my heart and mind. Satan, take your hands off God's property. Thank you, Father God, for the joy and peace that passes all understanding. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, brothers and sisters, know this. As you come to Christ, that you consider the cost. Consider the cost, amen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that sometimes you get discouraged as, as you come, like we saw something during the
3: uh, holiday
2: and during Thanksgiving and we visiting. And we know we still need to be praying. Need to be praying more, But we know that we can't save them, but God can. God is able to do what man cannot do, He is able to save our family members and friends, co workers, us in the plains of hell. Amen. And we just pray that the Spirit will move and that we faith, believe, and trust the Lord that is able to bring bring our family and friends in. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God, brothers this is, this is a time for prayer. This is a time that we come together and that we share our burdens and that we pray and, and bring it before the throne of God. Amen. bring it to the mercy seat and bring it up as a sweet-selling Savior to the Lord that uh, he is our great intercessor, and he hears our prayers, and he answers our prayers, amen? And the Lord will answer yea or nay. There's no in-between, there's no maybes, or uh, oh, I guess so, or uh, yes, he, yes, or it'll be no, or it'll be delayed, or whatever God wants to do, but we are told to pray in faith. That's right, uh, Brother Javon, or might. There's no might, maybe, in God. It's either yes or no. Amen. No ifs, no ifs, ands, or buts, <laughs> or maybe. Amen, brother. That is so true. God will say yes, or God will say no. Amen. So anyone have any prayer requests up right there? Praise God. I know we're gonna pray to the Lord Go ahead and pray for him right
3: then.
2: Go ahead and, and and pray to the Lord right there and say whoop. I'm going to show me the right. Take authority over the sickness and disease and over the, the spirit of infirmity over your brethren. Amen. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.
3: Hallelujah.
1: Anyone else on your prayer
2: request? Anybody or to friends tonight? Well, here's a prayer. Does the audio sound kind of weird? I'm uh, sorry, brother. I, I can only think, um, I'm on the phone now. I'm just praying that we can make it through. It's done. The uh, blog talk's not working at all. Is you better? Are you here now? Okay, amen. Hallelujah. I probably had to find I away from me. But I've got it up close to me now, okay? Amen. Anybody else have any prayer requests? Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Well, praise his wonderful name. Amen. That we'll, uh, we'll go to the Lord in, in, in prayer. Praise his wonderful name. We're grateful for the prayers that are answered. Uh, we uh we all go through uh, struggles and have gone through tests and trials. Been uh uh a hectic one for me at work and in in the situation with uh, family and the holiday, brothers and sisters and uh, just sort of sort of worn out and tired, but we uh the Lord makes his way and gives us strength to make it through, amen. Because uh he's able I mean we're I mean, the joy of the Lord is our strength, and uh, we're we're grateful for your prayers and grateful that you come and and that you're here to be uh, in the Lord's uh, hour and service and place of rest and we be refreshed and come together as the brethren we need each other and that we, you know, just hang on and and stand fast and and not to to, um, falter or fall back or uh, backslide or anything, but we keep trusting God and trust Him in His perfect way in time for what's going on in the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise His wonderful name. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. Praise His wonderful name. Father, we just praise you and thank you for this night. Lord, I just thank you for the brethren. I thank you for my brothers, sisters in Christ, Lord. Your children, your sons and daughters, Lord. Father God, I just pray for Brother Allen. I pray you will bless and strengthen Brother Allen. I pray that you anoint him with the Holy Spirit. Fill feel him, feel feel him as your oil lamp, Lord, an oil lamp that is burning for God, shining the light of God out into this dark world, Lord, that he is able to do it in the Lord Jesus' strength. Hallelujah. Father God, we pray for uh, Brother Javon. Lord, I pray that you will bless my brother, lift him up and strengthen him, give him revelation and truth by what you're showing him, Lord. And I pray you will help him and lift him up and let the light of God, let his, him, his oil lamp, I mean your oil lamp, Lord, of Brother Javon, shine. Let the fire of God burn through, burn through him and shine bright, Lord. And I pray that would wake up. the uh, the foolish virgins and they would become wise virgins as these oil lamps are walking out in this world father i pray for my sis sis link up i pray you'll bless her and strengthen her watch over and protect her lord guard her heart and mind i pray father i pray that that oil lamp will shine bright the fire of god is shining by the oil of gladness the oil of the lord the oil of the of the anointing that breaks the yoke, oh, Lord. That you would bless my brethren, my brothers and sisters, each one. Father, I pray for uh, uh, Sis Yenny and Sis Marietta, Sis Crystal, who were here earlier. And I know they and Sis Brenda Gill, I pray you bless and strengthen each of our daughters, I mean, each of your daughters in Christ. Lift them up, watch over and protect them. And know that they are all lamps, vessels of honor for the Lord. And that you would bless them and strengthen them and anoint them, Lord, to break the yoke. And, Lord, that you would use them as a burning lamp in this world, light, bright, shining. Hallelujah. And, Father, we just thank you and praise you. Give you all the glory and praise. And thank you that we have a place to come, a refuge from this world, from the evil darkness of this world, from the... (laughs) Things of this world, and oh Lord, the craziness and chaos of this world that we have peace to have understanding. Father God, I pray for the Lord's hour. I pray, Father, that you would lift up and strengthen the Lord's hour and that you will bless and you provide and direct, Lord, by your Holy Spirit and the anointing of God. Father, you will bless each one who serves here, Father. We pray for Brother, uh, uh, Amen. That's, that's, thank you, uh, Amen. Thank you, uh, brother Javon. Revelation, there. Father, we thank you for the uh, uh, what brother uh, Javon has been revealed of uh, brother uh, for me and sister Brenda. Food poisoning. Well, we we do, I mean, we we pray for healing from food poisoning and strength, Lord. We thank you in the name of Jesus and by the word of your revelation, Lord, that we will be healed. And we're grateful that you are our great physician and you're able, Lord. And we thank you by faith that you do heal us. And we praise you for all that you have done for us. And we give you all the glory and praise. Father, we pray for each one who serves here at the Lord's hour. Each one, Lord, we pray that you would bless and strengthen uh, Brother uh, Elby, especially his throat, Lord. I pray for healing and strength and be refreshed and that he has rest at this time and be able to bring forth a message of truth and the message of hope and salvation and life, Lord, as you lead him. I pray for uh, Brother Pablo, that you will bless him and strengthen him, and I pray you will watch over and protect him in his family. And, Lord, I pray you strengthen and refresh my brother. Bless Brother Pablo, Father, and let the light of God shine forth for him. Father, I just pray for uh, uh, Sister Carla. I pray you lift her up and strengthen her, watch over and protect her. Father God, I just pray that you will bless her and her family. Watch over and protect her and lift her up in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We just praise you and thank you, Lord. And, Lord, for safe travels, we pray for uh, all that are traveling, especially Brother Elvie, if he's uh, traveling back to North Carolina, I pray you will bless him and lift him up in the name of Jesus. Watch on with your angels, Lord, as he travels down the road and travels home in the name of Jesus, Father. Father, we just thank you for uh, Brother Aaron and Kelvin. I pray you'll bless them and strengthen them. Show the truth of the word of God more to them. Let them grow and mature and share the revelations of truth as you share with them. I pray in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for my wife, uh, Sister Brenda, and again, we say for healing for her. And then Brother Devon, Father, we pray for healing for Brother Devon. We take authority over that sickness in the name of Jesus, and we tell her to leave. Brother Devon, in the name of Jesus and by the power of Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for Brother uh, Mr. 2262. I don't know what's all there, but we pray and lift him up and put him in your hands, Lord. And the greatest hands there are are yours, Lord. The nail scarred hands that showed love poured out. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for the nation of Israel and Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Israel. In the name of Jesus, we pray that they cry out for Elohim. They cry out to Yahweh. That they cry out to Halonai. Father, they would cry out to Yeshua, HaMashiach. who is their Messiah, the true Messiah. is Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus of Nazareth. Praise His holy name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We pray that they would wake up and see that they need Jesus. They need Jesus. They need, Jesus. They need the Lord God. In Israel again. They do the Lord God in Israel again. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for uh, for this nation to turn people in this world, turn from the temporal things and turn to the eternal things, that you turn from wickedness and turn to righteousness, that you will not be counted in the wicked, reprobate, ones when the wrath of God rests upon you, that you will turn to the living God. You return to Jesus. And then you will become children of God. And you will become to the love of God in the church of the living God. And hallelujah, glory to his name. The Cordoshim, the chosen one, hallelujah. Praise this wonderful name. We just thank you and just praise you and thank you for this evening, Lord, and for this time. We thank you gave us the strength and the wisdom to make it through tonight. And we pray, Father, that the word of God that we have heard tonight will be applied to our life and that we understand that your word does not come back voice. And, Father, what you said will come to pass in your perfect way and time, and that we trust you, and that we keep praying, we keep looking up, and we give you all the glory and praise. And thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for this evening. Bless each, brother and sister. Bless the guests that were here tonight. I pray that all have heard the revelation and truth of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. And, brothers and sisters, as we come to the close of the Lord's Hour tonight, I wanted to remind you that uh, even so come, even so come, Lord Jesus, even so come.
1: Well,
3: eh, maybe, let's uh, see. Well, maybe not even so. There you go. Uh-huh. A highway, a path for the Lord. Jesus is coming soon. Call back the sin, wake up the saints, Let every nation shout of your fame. Jesus is coming